Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, welcome back, Larry and Julia Show. My talk water seven one. Everything entertainment. Those of you who want to see Chris Pine's pee pee. That movie on Netflix, The Outlaw King, King. debuts Friday. Yeah. Friday. So, yeah. We've heard about this for a long time. Yeah, we kind of have. Because he's got a terrible Scottish accent. Yes. But it's like, so what? Who cares? I don't care about that. Okay, so um, apparently, according to Roger Friedman at Showbiz 411, he's excited about it, but it. Uh, about what? About uh, Aretha Franklin's long-anticipated concert documentary that yes. has been locked in a box for years. 40 wow. years. That's a long time. Now the world, and he's so happy about it. Aretha went to court to keep this from getting released during her lifetime. I know. Why, though? I don't know. It's... Um, it's a movie that captures the 1972 church sessions that launched, uh, that hatched Aretha Franklin's best-selling gospel album called Amazing Grace. And after, there's been technical snags, legal tangles. Her estate has now cleared the way for the movie's relief that will be in time for the Academy Awards. It will premiere November 12th next week at a New York City film festival in Manhattan ahead of its um, premiere in L.A. and also the the wide release in New York on um, December 7th. And they think it's going to get a wide theatrical release. Sabrina Owens, a niece of Aretha and the executor of the estate, Mm -hmm. said Aretha is around 30 years old. Her voice is crystal clear. It's very inspirational. Very moving. We think anyone who sees it will get a joy out of it. Owens and other family members were given a private showing a month after Aretha died. Right. And Did they like it? They all loved it. It was pure. It's an excellent film is what some of the other family members. The L.A. composer, music pro- professor, Ellen Elliott has been. What a name. Uh, he, Ellen, Ellen Elliott. Elliot, he obtained the footage rights a decade ago. Wow. And it is a lost treasure of documentary filmmaking. Um, they're very excited about it. The Roots Quest Love is among those who romanticized this movie and her singing Amazing Grace at this age as a lost cultural artifact that needs to be revealed. He wrote on Instagram two years ago this okay. Quest Love Nothing has tortured my soul knowing that one of the greatest recorded moments in gospel history is going to sit on a shelf and collect dust. Many people have told me rumors about it before I ever even had a record deal. Wow. Mm. 
like the Holy Grail. Right. So um, anyway, and by 1972, she was the queen of soul, mainstream mm-hmm. R&B. What's notable about this documentary, Amazing Grace, it is her in the church, which mm-hmm. is where she got her start. Exactly. It was at yeah. the temple. Footage was captured in L.A. at the Temple Missionary Baptist. She was joined for two days by Reverend Reverend James Cleveland and his choir. Wow. To perform. And um, Sidney Pollack was tapped to oversee the shoot. And um, the double album won a Grammy. It was the biggest selling commercial success ep- until that point of her career. It still reigns, Aretha Franklin, Amazing Grace, as the best selling album in the history of gospel music. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. That's a good point. So, anyway, it was just a big box of film and a big box of audio when this guy got it, Elliot. And he's made it into a, a documentary. Yes, yes. And she, for even the family, is not sure why Aretha fought so hard. Maybe she didn't want to be alive when it was out. It's right? all very murky. Um, it, she told the Detroit Free Press three years ago, it isn't that I'm not happy about the film because I really love it. It's just that, well, legally, I really should just not talk about it because there are problems. Hmm. And then she sued the filmmaker who got the footage, just the big box Jeez. of film, and they settled out of court. And then he tur- he found a 10-year-old contract between Aretha and Warner Brothers that authorized the film release. And it was going to be shown at the Toronto Film Festival three years ago, and it was pulled all of a sudden. We didn't know why. Just hours before it was going to be premiered. Anyway, so I may have a reason why it was why that happened. Why? Well, it was directed by the famous Sidney Pollack. Yes. And it says that her lawyers blocked the release, arguing that permission to use her likeness was only granted to Sidney Pollack, who died in 2008. Right. But that was so the technicality. Oh so the other guy yes. said, you don't have the right to show but this. But then right. they settled that. Oh, they she did. still didn't want it. Okay. Uh, wow. Anyway, he's really excited. He said it's been like legendary in the music and showbiz. Right. So that is, uh, uh, you know, going to happen. And um, Elton John, he was asked about, um, he was at something and, you know, she performed, the last time she performed was a a year year ago ago in November, Mm -hmm. this month, at Mm -hmm. his AIDS Foundation Gala. Yeah. And he said he was so worried about her because she looked so ill. Right. And if you see photos of her, she was very thin. He said, but she did perform. She raised the roof. I think it's because she was inspired by being in a cathedral. She went to church. She went back to where she came from and she sang and she played and she made us all cry. She gave the performance of a lifetime. Oh, so anyway, so we'll be able to see that. And so, yeah, be that's what amazing. And it'll be fun to hear her, you know, and see her in younger. I mean, she kicked it when she was up on stage. I mean, oh, yeah. She oh. even, but this is all going to be she, at the Carol King with yeah. the Kennedy Center honors three years ago. My gosh, that was a, she sang Natural Woman. Oh, right? that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. All right, do you like Imagine Dragons? Have you seen him in concert? I've never seen him in concert. I saw him. The, you like? The, they were so good. I saw yeah. him play at Bonnaroo, and I saw him play at Target Center. I've never seen them. There are a lot of bands yes. that fill up the whole stage. They're exciting. Um, just to watch, they yeah. are. I love their big drums, and it's just anyway. And uh, they have a brand new song. They've got a 
album coming out. It's called Bad Liars. And uh, Donnie... But say what it is. I mean, so the front man, Dan Reynolds, uh, said that last year he went through a divorce. And they never signed the papers and he's been home and they kind of decided, well, let's just hold off a minute. Now we're kind of dating and it's weird because we're separated, but we're dating. Dating. This is the song he wrote. All right. And right I, before they got separated. Okay, let's hear it. Is that talking just... No, that's in the song. It is? Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I mean, that's been key to their whole thing. That's why they hit so hot when they were out eight years ago. Because live, they were just mesmerizing. Right. You're just like, wow. So... Anyway, I like that. Yeah, I like that song mm-hmm. too. Okay, so what other music news do we know? Anything? Well, we know um, Ariana Grande has a new song out, Donnie, that just was released today, I believe. Well, I think it's the video, the right? Video. Oh, just the, the video. video. Oh, yes. Okay. Breathing. It's a song, Breathing. All breathing, right. Breathing. She's all, right. all excited. She's Billboard's uh, Woman of the Year. Yep. She gets the gala last year. I mean, I think it was Madonna last year was Billboard's Music of the Year. The icon member. Oh, right. Woman of the Year. Woman of the Year. Other people have been Selena has gotten Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift. I think that's, uh, I think that's good. Anyway, there'll be a red carpet and everything, and we can watch it on Twitter on December sixth. This is kind of music news. Yeah, Michigan but- voters approve recreational cannabis. Did you know that? So there are three states. North, yeah. So in North Dakota, Utah, and Missouri also had ballot initiatives. Yeah, I've, I wish but it was on the ballot here. I, don't I think know it would have got voted in. I don't know why we don't have it on the ballot Well, we here. have medicinal. I know, but, but I don't but know. recreational, we could be making gobs so much of money, money for taxes. our state. That's right, Jules. I don't know why. How do we get that on there? Uh, probably just, it's got to be uh, introduced by legislations. Yeah, the, maybe guess. somebody newly elected. Say so last year's woman of the year was Selena Gomez. It was. Okay. So maybe the year before Madonna was, was two Madonna years ago, two years yeah. ago. All right. Because again, we, I just remember what she wore. She wore like a really like, like a Gucci pantsuit or something. Yeah, I think yeah. I kind of remember, remember Isn't that? that? I know it. I know. And poor Iggy Azalea doesn't even have a record label anymore. She has a whole new face. That doesn't look anything like her face four years ago, and now she doesn't have a no. I know. Isn't yeah. that terrible? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know something to say. About music? About music. Cat Perkins was in today, yes. our little kitty cat, and she's doing Rock the Holidays. Oh, I saw um, that at shows. the gym. Yeah, and so if you want to get tickets, it's the tw- November 29th and 30th and December 1st and 2nd. So it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. In that fireside yeah. lodge room. And it's where we so yeah. much fun in there and it's intimate. And mm-hmm. she has such a gorgeous voice. She does. So, and she's such a fun performer. So that would be fun if you want to. Those tickets, you know, tend to go. So look at Chan Hassan. Did, and they also have. It is time to start planning your little holiday oh. gatherings. Things well, are getting booked up already for November and December. I mean, I people. Know. I know people who are going to see 
uh, the, Christmas new, Carol, the new standards. The new standards. That, that was just the had Chan a few has, The Chan, Chan Hassan has several different... The Holiday... What's the name of the Holiday Inn. Oh, Holiday Inn. It's, it's such... Mm-hmm. That's a good show. Oh. I think they're on tomorrow. Oh, yeah. They're coming in studio. Yeah, Ann Michaels and... Yeah. Uh, oh, good. I yeah. forgot the other gentleman's name. Sorry. I don't know that I've ever seen <gasps> that show. Oh, Lori. I'm going in December. Yeah. I'm going to go, too. Yeah. I, I saw it. Um, it was at the Ordway. Yeah, I think you're and right. And I took my mom, and we. Th- it was such a magical, lovely night. Yes. And I and I was invited, and I didn't go. Yeah, I took my mom. And you were like, oh, it was just the oh. most delicious show it, at that time of the year. And it's a great story about, with Bing Crosby, if you know the original, Rosemary Ooh, yeah. Cooney, where they get stranded in Stowe, Vermont, I think, yeah, or somewhere, yep, yep. and they have to put on a holiday show. And it's just such a fun story. Yeah. And then we could see Kat, and uh-huh. maybe Pamela McNeil has a show. I wouldn't she be does. surprised out at the chair. Yeah, there's yeah, she a, does. There's yeah. a ton of great things going on out there. And that place at the holidays, the way it's decorated. So pretty. I know. We're going to be out there, too, yeah, in December. Are. Yeah. No, November. After, oh, right after Thanksgiving. That's right. right. Yeah. It is. And, and both of those ladies will be on that show. Yeah, good. Wonderful. So fun. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly Hollywood is here. <laughs> yes. All right, so I want to bring you this headline. Now, the headline in and of itself is an interesting story, but uh, uh, it's uh, what happened when I was digging into this headline that was, I think, even more interesting. Okay. Okay. So I think the story first ran on TMZ earlier today. They were reporting that Selena Gomez has left rehab. So they said that she has left a treatment center after an emotional breakdown. E! News reporting, I think, from that original TMZ story, that Selena Gomez is now doing much better after that emotional breakdown. Now, you can't find the story anywhere. That's the thing. You go back, look at the original link to TMZ, gone. E! News, gone. Us Weekly, gone. The only place where I could find this story was on Yahoo News. The only place that was running a quotes basically from TMZ and E News, they didn't do any reporting yeah. on the story. But otherwise, every thing's been scrubbed. It's been completely scrubbed. Oh, this wow. story now, and the Daily Mail too. I was like, well, okay, okay I'll dig and see. Still be there. It, it, scrubbed. It's gone. Everything. It's gone. So I'm only reporting this as speculation. All, but I think that there possibly is some truth to this, in as much as this com- story has com- been completely wiped by everybody. Right? It is. Yeah. It is. That is so weird. That is really weird. Well, that her right? PR team is threatened. They must Complex. have a lot of people. Complex has it still on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? I wonder why. So they- she was in a psychiatric facility in late September after experiencing the emotional breakdown. I, you know, mm-hmm. and, just, let's just say it. He married the girlfriend at the courthouse yeah. of mm-hmm. two months. Yeah. After, and dating, saying- after dating her on and off for what, four or five years? Right. Yeah. Sources say the medical scare about her kidney transplant, though, freaked her out because her white blood cell count was so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hello? And it didn't improve mm-hmm. and it freaked her out. And she, this is when she allegedly ripped the IVs out of her arm. Remember yeah. when she was hospitalized? Mm-hmm. She entered an East Coast rehab to receive... Um, Rehab and, and but the dia the what dialectical behavior therapy wasn't it where you would get electrocuted you know that behavior that therapy I remember reading this you mean electric shock therapy, therapy yes what was that word that you just said D- dial electrical behavior okay that's therapy. what they call it that's now. what they call it now dbt yeah. yeah you know what that's what tmz is reporting that selena gomez received a dialectical behavior therapy that's, DBT. yes that's why that story uh-huh. got taken down because somebody is going to get fired for yep. releasing private information well she told vogue magazine in 2017 that she did this that dbt completely changed her oh. life i wish more people would talk about the therapy carrie fisher talked about that yes she, she did yeah and uh e-news before the story was pulled was reporting that selena selena's is feeling refreshed and that her head is in a better space right and compared to when she entered the program but that selena will still be checking in with professionals as her health battle is ongoing but again you can't find the story anywhere julia you I found, just it, found on- it at complex magazine yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we'll see how long yeah. that story mm-hmm. stays up. I found wow. it on Yahoo News. So, interesting story this afternoon yeah. coming right. out of from Selena Gomez. Uh, Nicole Kidman talking to an Australian magazine about her children with Tom Cruise. To tell. Yes. She never talks about him. No, she rarely makes public statements about her children with Tom Cruise, Isabella and Connor, her adult children, uh, with Tom Cruise. So she's talking to Who Magazine, which is out of Australia. She told them that they are adults. They are able to make their own decisions regarding their choice to remain with the Church of Scientology. Wait a second. Say that again. They are adults. They are able to make their own decisions. Now, uh, she added they may... They have made choices to be Scientologists, and as a mother, it's my job to love them. And I am an example of that tolerance, and that's what I believe, that no matter what your child does, the child has love, and the child has to know that there is available love, and I'm open here. So this coming from Who Magazine. Now, whether or not I believe, you know. Monster it's, quote. It's, it's well, yeah, mm-hmm. and so basically she says, I don't see them. Well, she has no say over what they do as far as Scientology. She well, was right. she was Scientology alienated from her kids. She completely was yeah. a suppressive person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it seems that she's just basically kind of circumnavigating the issue yeah. at hand and just being like, you know what? They're adults that's and I love true. them. That's and, and that's what you have to do as a mom. Yeah. You, know? you have adult children. She said that she hasn't really talked about their her relationship with them that much in the past because she just wants to protect her children. Yeah. Donnie, what did you say? We have a question? Uh, Yeah, the phone just blew up. And uh, DBT, that is talk therapy. Oh. (laughs) Well, a little different there. So what is that dialectical? That's ECT. Electroconvulsive therapy. ECT. This DBT is is talk therapy, and it's considered... Very effective in dealing with people with. Oh. Uh, That's what Selena was talking about. So, if there's a story out there that she was getting electric shock therapy, right. and if she doesn't want 
to say that or whatever because it still has a stigma. I don't know. I don't know, but more than anything, it sounds like her health privacy was breached. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why you can't find the story And that's anywhere. why psychological wow. um, acronyms are very difficult sometimes to get a grasp on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Thank you. DBT, not to be confused with DEET. No, DBT. no one in this room is a medical professional. I think no, that I we know. have made that very right. clear right. this well, right. this Thank you, everyone, call. for calling yes. us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's a way to communicate with others in a way that's assertive and maintains self-respect and strengthens relationships. I mean, isn't that therapy in general, how yeah. it's supposed to work? But really, why would they name? relate? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I mean, oh, every, mis- every time I've been in therapy, that's how it's been. That's how it's worked. I didn't know I... Just call it going to counseling. Yeah. Well, there's a name on it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Moving on to the world of television. Steve Carell is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. He's going to be on November 10th. Oh, yes. I like him in movies and I love (laughs) him in the office, but in person, I can't stand that man. He's not a nice guy. He is so icky. Yeah. In person. Yeah. You guys said that he was just Uh, a Krabby Pants. But he is. Every time. Every single time for years. years. Because yeah. the office was nominated for, for years. years. He was so icky to pee. He's just icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, we but like his acting. So I love what's his he acting. Do? Um, he's going to be on Saturday Night Live. He's going to be hosting. All right, good. Later this month, Dame Emma Thompson. Now going from the icky to going to the fabulous Emma Thompson. She is now a dame. She yeah. received one of Britain's highest awards from Prince William today. And she wanted to give him a little peck, peck on the cheek. But no, no, Not no. Not allowed. Royal protocol. She said, I love Prince William. I've known him since he was little. And we just laughed at each other. She said, I, I can't kiss you, can I? And he said, no, no. don't. I am on duty. He's That's actually right. working. He is. And someone emailed us that just came back from London and said, yes, the London papers are all full of stories about how the lazy Prince William. But one of the <laughs> hardest working royals besides the Queen, Charles, Harry, Princess Anne. Oh, she's Princess her- Anne oh, okay. has a very oh, yeah. full calendar. What All is right. she doing? She just goes and does a lot of things. She's probably got 500 plus appointments. We're, you know, opening things, christening things, right? going to gardens, going to farm places, going to, you know, animal hostels. Yes. <laughs> going As, to oh, say hi and the animal the hospital. A hostel. They're really popular. The animal hostel. Mm-hmm, you know. Like a, a like a human hostel. Yes. Yeah. But for horses. But for sure. horses and dogs and I cats. Mean, why you know? not? You know, right? Isn't that a good idea? That is a good idea. Yeah. This is also a good idea. Going to Netflix, if you're a fan of the show Insecure over on HBO. Yes. And maybe possibly a fan of Claws over on TNT. Courtney yes. B. Vance and Nishi Nass are going to star in a show called Uncorked from the showrunner of Insecure. And it's based on Prentice Penny's life, loosely based, filming is going to take place in Memphis and Paris, France. So look oh, forward to that. Wow. Yes. That's cool. I know it. All right, Holly, thank, thank you. you so much. Yes. You may want to uh, stick around for Vintage Scandal. Because it's, it's your boyfriend. It's Michael Caine. <gasps> my boyfriend! And uh-huh. He doesn't know that he's my boyfriend. Yes, I know. The oldest boyfriend you have, he's 85. I know, and that takes a lot, doesn't I it? I know. We'll <laughs> be right back, people. All right, your mind tag traffic here. Just a few little uh, nibbles here. 35 northbound. There's debris on the... And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Mm-hmm.
All right, everybody, let's get to our vintage scandal. Okay. Michael Caine. Michael Caine Margo is my Caine. name. Michael Caine, the coolest man in the room. He's he written, really is. He's, he wrote a memoir called The Elephant to Hollywood in 2010. And okay. Now, a Remind new, people what he was in. Uh, he, I'll tell you as right. we go along all in the right. story. His second book is out because his first book did so well, and it's called Blowing the Bloody Doors Off. Okay. And we're getting more stories, so... People, his breakout movie for him was 1966, a British movie called Elfie, which was remade with Jude Law. What's it all about? Yes. And so here's some, uh, a couple of juicy stories from his new memoir, Blowing the Bloody Doors Off, that he didn't tell in his first memoir. And he's 85 years old. He's been married for 47 years. Um, When he was on the cusp of fame, he was an up-and-coming actor, and yeah. he was sent to Hollywood because they knew the British filmmakers. They had a hit on their hand with Elfie. They put him up at the Beverly Hills Hotel of course, on Sunset Boulevard to promote his movie. And in the lobby of the Beverly Hills Hotel, where if you right now to this day sat in that lobby, you would see people coming and going, famous people. He ran into John Wayne, who oh. in 1966 was the biggest movie star in the sure. world. Sure. And he had his cowboy gear on, John Wayne. And John Wayne told Michael Caine, you're going to be a star kid, but if you want to stay one, remember this. Talk low, and talk slow. slow, and don't talk too much. Oh, These are good star words to live by because mm-hmm. you get in trouble. Okay? Talk low, talk slow, and don't say too much. And then he added what Michael Caine said, he thought was very strange. And don't wear suede shoes. <laughs> and Michael Elvis. Yeah. Michael Caine asked him, and they're just having this conversation, the Beverly Hills Hotel, nineteen sixty six. Why not? And John Wayne said, Because I was taking a piss the other day, and the guy in the next stall recognized me and turned towards me and he said, Hey, John Wayne, you're my favorite actor, and he peed all over my suede shoes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the Duke just kind of gave him a nod and sauntered off out of the hotel. And Michael Caine took the tale to heart as he writes in his memoir, Blowing the Bloody Doors Off. I never wear suede shoes. That's absolutely That's hysterical. You might get yeah. recognized yes. and people will turn. Not everyone in L.A. welcomed Michael Caine quite so enthusiastically that first weekend. The day after his encounter with John Wayne... Uh, Michael Caine asked Betty Davis to dinner and she snappily accused him of trying to pick her up. Oh, for crying out loud. She was bristly. She, she, oh, prickly, prickly, prickly. I mean, like Michael Caine at 33. Yeah, please pick me up. Um, Anyway, he's got 170 movie credits and counting, but back in the early 60s, long before he won two Academy Awards, Hannah and her sisters and the Cider House Rules, and got knighted by Queen Elizabeth. He was just another London working class kid trying to mm-hmm. make it. People didn't believe you would do it. One executive told Michael Caine, you have no future in show business at all. Another uh, movie guy in uh, London canceled his contract. And I'm quoting Michael Caine from his book. Okay. Because you look like a queer on screen. Remember the six, this is in the 60s, oh my gosh, and it's yeah. against the law right. in England yes, yes. to be gay. Yep. And he writes in Blowing the Bloody Doors Off, even his Cockney accent um, was a problem. I was told no one outside of England would ever understand me, and that one really strung. 
really stung me. But sure. that accent also made him very rakish. Oh yeah, on screen, yeah. and so flush with the success of Alfie, Michael Caine, a promiscuous chauffeur, he became a a fixture and got was at all the London hotspots in the sixties, which was Tramps and Annabelle's, and he spent evenings hanging out with. Assorted Rolling Stones and Beatles, apparently George Harrison, he writes, once serenaded him at Annabelle's on the ukulele. <laughs> he had his hair cut by Vidal Sassoon. Oh, gosh, he, what a blast from the past. He dated all the hot sex symbol women of the 70s or the 60s, including Nancy Sinatra. And while he was dating Nancy Sinatra, he was invited by Nancy to join the family on a private plane from Palm Springs to Las Vegas. And he found himself with Frank Sinatra. Okay, that's like a 10-minute flight because it's like a 40-minute drive. Well, yeah, but Bunch, still, yeah. private okay. plane. You know, this is yeah, yeah. rich people, famous yeah. people. They're not going to drive. And he was so, grilling him about his relationship with Nancy. And he said, I was nervous, but my accent fascinated Frank Sinatra. He thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. I felt intimidated and tried not to show it. He laughed whenever I spoke, so that helped. <laughs> then wow. he, he's got a story about Shelley Winters. Oh. Okay. He um, was on the set of Alfie. It was 8 a.m., the first day of the shooting of the movie that's going to change his life. He's en route to makeup when Shelley Winters says, let's go slip off for a quickie and calm both of our nerves. Okay. And Love he, so this is really he what turned happens. and ran away. He said, I was in no mood for that on the first day of what I just, she was knew. hot then. Oh, gorgeous. She played Ruby of mm-hmm. the biggest movie of my career. And he said, Shelly later claimed she was just kidding, but he was never quite sure. I don't know what it would have happened if I'd done it. I was so stunned and nervous. I think I would have failed miserably. He also had, and he writes about Michael Caine about, in his book, his second memoir, Blowing the Bloody Doors Off, all these stories, none of them were in his first book. So he had a very awkward encounter on the set of 1987's Hannah and Her Sister, which Woody Allen directed, and the film co-starred Woody Allen's girlfriend, Mia Farrell. Yes, before okay, they broke tell up. Me. And it was shot in her Manhattan apartment. I didn't know that. Remember in, that in whose man? In, in Mia Farrow. Because oh, remember Mia yes, Farrow and Woody yes. Allen lived across the yeah, street yeah. in yes. two separate brownstones. And Mia Farrow and Michael Caine had a love scene together. And he said, here I am being directed by her lover in their bedroom, on their bed. I was so uncomfortable. And then I looked over and standing on the other side of the bed was Andre Previn, her former lover and husband. He was visiting. I thought, bloody hell, I didn't know he would be here's. Well, the next thing I knew is I forgot all my lines. Wow. And of course, he didn't <laughs> know. Everyone was invited. He didn't know at the time that, you know, probably Woody was, you know, banging the stepdaughter or having, you I, know, yeah. whatever. So make it more. And then he tells us, got a story about Harvey Weinstein. Apparently, they worked on a quirky little 98 musical Miramax put out called Little Voice. And oh, Michael, that's a really good movie. Is it? Yes, I've seen it. It's wonderful. It is. Okay. It's, so it's like, but it was like not well known no, or not whatever. At all. Okay, so who are we talking about with so Michael Caine? Michael Caine, is, the movie's being produced by Harvey Weinstein and oh, his brother, yeah, Miramax. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he, he writes in his book, I had no idea of the terrible reality of Harvey and his misdeeds. He said, but there was one time that I had a terrible 
Is it row or row? How row. Does, row. Argument. With him. Yeah, I knew it was an argument, but yeah. I didn't oh, know how okay. the Brits say it. I had a terrible row with him. I don't even remember what it was about, but I remember I called him dishonest. This oh, is Michael Caine to Harvey. Yes. He said, Michael, I am an honest man. I will only stab you in the chest. <laughs> oh, my And he Lord. said, and that pretty much sums up my view of Harvey. Okay. Wow. And as far as his own encounters with the casting couch, he said um, he didn't ever get propositioned, but he did acknowledge as his young days as an early theater actor, it used to go a bit quiet when I took off my trousers in the communal men's dressing room. Mm-hmm. So just maybe mm-hmm. people taking a peek, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> he also, he did this in just his other... Peek. In his other book, but in this book, Blown the Bloody Doors Off, he refers to himself as being a piss artist, which means, British slang, a huge drinker. He said at one point, I I drank a bottle of vodka a day. It was due to the uncertainty of my life and the tension of making movies. And in 1959, so this is why he's just acting on stage, trying to get his movie break. He's on stage. He's in London. And he's in the company of Peter O'Toole. Because oh, those guys another were great big friends. alcoholic. Yes. They split a bottle of brandy, and mm-hmm. Michael Caine woke up and completely dressed in the same bed as Peter O'Toole. And he had no idea how he got there. And Peter <laughs> O'Toole told Michael Caine this about boozing and waking up places Never ask what you did. It's better not to know. <laughs> that is damn okay. good advice sometimes. Yeah. I think yeah. that is. Um, and uh, according. To, you know, Michael Caine, he said, I I was terrible. I had terrible experiences with marijuana and cocaine. I was at a Hollywood party and went to put a teaspoon of sugar in my coffee. The hostess ran over, told me not to do it. I was dipping into a bowl of cocaine. Wow. That's how prolific it was. As for marijuana, he said, I smoked it one time, laughed for five hours, almost gave myself a hernia, stood in the streets of London. I couldn't get anyone to stop for me. I had to walk two miles home. I never tried it again. (laughs) (laughs) And he cut back on boozing after he married his wife in 1973, but he loved the, he was buddies with everybody. Okay. David Bowie, Mm -hmm. yachting, check. He said, I was an admirer of his. He was a big movie fan. We got on great. He and Elton John traveled together. Mm-hmm. And they dodged paparazzi in Capri. And mm-hmm. he said Elton was always complaining about being surrounded by the photographers and hating it. And I told him, if you want to avoid the paparazzi. Don't dress like this. That's right. Mm-hmm. Start by not wearing bright yellow suits yes. and bedazzled glasses. Exactly. Yep, yep. Exactly. And when Michael Caine was ready to give up on show business in the mid-90s after aging out of leading man status, Jack Nicholson said, focus on being an actor. Don't focus on being a star. And he's great friends with Jack Nicholson. And I'll just quickly, I know I have to go. The summer of 2003, Michael Caine is walking the beautiful streets of Beverly Hills by his neighborhood. And you know, we've it's yep, beautiful yep, yep, neighborhoods yep, to walk. Mm-hmm. He's walking and who comes walking up his driveway? Christopher Nolan, who's got the screenplay for Batman Begins. Yep. And he said, please read this. I want you to be Alfred the butler. And Kane said, what will my line be? Would you like some dinner, sir? <laughs> and he said, just you got to read it. And so he credits in this book that that movie brought him back, brought him back to a whole yes. generation wow. of fans. Yeah. It's yeah. been fabulous. And um, he also 
um, has been in like five movies that Christopher Nolan has cast. Christopher Nolan didn't have anything for him in Dunkirk, but when he made it, and we all love that movie last yep. year, he said, Chris cast me as the voice of the squad leader. I he can was. Be heard on the pilot's radio. Mm-hmm. He made sure to give me a credit so I would be his lucky charm on Dunkirk. And that movie made a great deal of money. Mm-hmm. That's right. Anyway, mm-hmm. sounds like a cool. good Good book. He also found out that after his mother died, he had an older disabled half-brother in an asylum that his mother had kept hidden for oh my over gosh. 50 years. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yep. Did you get, reveal his real name? I did not. Morris Micklewhite. Yeah. yeah. Again, good idea to change yes. the stage name of mm-hmm. Michael Caine. But, yeah, that's... Uh, Maurice. Yeah. Maurice. That's Morris. In, in the UK, it's pronounced Morris. Oh, yes. And yes. he might have also bonded over Jack Nicholson with this story because Jack Nicholson found out that his sister was his mother and his mother was his grandmother. Oh, remember and that? Remember, remember that? that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so there we go. Anyway, right. if you want to read it, Blown the Bloody Doors Off. Sounds like I a love him in a movie. Love him. All right, we'll be right back with favorite headlines. What's it all about? What's it all about? Alfie. Now that is Cher, and her version of Alfie is the one in the movie. The they, old movie. The old movie. They played it over the end credits on the U.S. version of the movie. It was a different singer over in the U.K. Dionne Warwick, she got to sing it at the Oscars, though. All right. So who knows what happened there? Well, and if you bought the soundtrack from Elfie when Jude Law starred in it with Sienna Miller, it had someone uh, someone else completely sang it. Yeah, what's it and, all about? And, did Burt Backrack write that song? He did. He did. Yeah. Yes. Great song. It is a great song. That CD is so good, the Elfie CD. Mm-hmm. And the Rolling Stones, uh, Mick Jagger had a slow song yeah. on it. Yeah. I really liked it. We loved it. that movie. Yeah. We loved that remake. I really did. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's our favorite headline oh, today? Favorite headline: The Queen, um, Timeless oh. and Teal, opening the Schroders' new uh, asset manager fa- firm of the royal family, going back to 1804. She went to the. She went there today. She and she just looked like a vision in teal with velvet accents at the tip of her hat and on the tip of her cuffs and her collar. I look chilly. It. it yeah. Yeah. It's coat weather it's in London. Coat, it's coat weather. Sure. She always wears a coat, though. Mm-hmm. Her dress is a coat, or her coat is a coat. That's right. Okay, so um, Anna Wintour doesn't like to wait in lines when she uses the bathroom. Okay, this according- made me laugh. Okay, tell me about this story. That is Because I said story? to you today, is this I don't want to read you. from page six? Yeah. Yes. So at the Council of Fashion Designers of America the other night, yes. on Monday night, Monday night, one of her security people went into the bathroom to clear it out for Anna so no one could hear her pee or whatever. <laughs> she might have had gas. And she didn't she was uncomfortable and she was having stomach cramps and she knew she had a toot. It cleared the I bathroom. I kinda love that. It cleared the bathroom. <laughs> I kinda love that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, if you were a public person and no, you you Julia. were having some tootie patooskies, no, I no, want the bathroom no. cleared. No, no, you're not having it, Lauren. No, I'm not having it. Mm. She has a hard time with bathrooms anyway. Yeah, maybe she was making there was sure there was no smokers in there because yeah. remember she has a fit about smoke. She has a hard time with bathrooms. By in the general. way, I've heard from a couple of mommy friends. And their children are very excited about this new version of The Grinch. I was just going to say. They love the Jim Carrey one, but they're excited about a new one. It so, does look funny. I've seen the trailer It does look times. funny, doesn't it? Yeah. 
And the Jim Carrey one is, I didn't realize it was that old. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Over 20 years old. And then oh. there was one before that that was an oh, animated yeah, the one, one that we used the to watch. The one that we all knew, yes. yes. Oh, that Jim Carrey one is funny, though. You mm-hmm. know what's funny, too? My sister reminded me of it. She watched it this weekend, Liar, Liar. Oh, that, yeah. That's his facial just, expressions yeah. are so mm-hmm. good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Steve talk about the Nutcracker fantasy or whatever the movie is that came out last week and that bombed by Disney. Yeah. So it was horrible. Oh, oh, the Nutcracker in yeah. the Four Realms. Yeah, oh. he said it was just horrible. Oh, dear. And it's like long. And they spent so much money on it. Yeah, and it was long. Kira Knightley's yeah. in it. She's been lecturing us about not watching Little Mermaid. I love Kira Knightley. Yeah, she can't lecture us. Okay, Bethany Frankel uh, admitted that she had a breast lift 12 years ago. Because for Halloween, she dressed as a Victoria's Secret model. With the angels' wings yes, and everything? Yep. Oh, and I'm sure people told her you're too old to be dressed like that. Yeah. I hope she just said, screw you guys, I can dress however I want. Oh, my gosh. Did she pretty much say that? Yeah, I think for, the, for the haters, mm-hmm. I suppose that monetizing reality TV is not the only good idea that the Kardashians and I have shared simultaneously. Except the the Kardashians, when they did their Victoria's Secret, that was SponCon. Mm-hmm. That was 100% mm-hmm. sponsored by uh, them because they were all in official Victoria's Secret. She just put together her own outfit. And she says, I'm in my late 40s. This is my God-given body with no receipts attached. A breast lift 12 years ago, notwithstanding. Yeah. Perhaps next year I'll go pantyless and await more constructive comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, okay, Teresa Judice, Judice um, was annoyed when her brother, as anyone would be broke. Joe? When no, when her brother, yeah, oh, his name is Joe, Joe too. too, yeah, broke the news. That's why right, we have Juicy Joe, the husband, and yes. then Joe, the brother. So her brother broke the news about her dad being deported back to Italy. To you her, mean her kid's dad, yeah, to the oldest daughter, Gia. What are you gonna do? They're Italian. Everybody's uh, gasping. She was gonna be online in a second anyway. Yeah. Sounds like Teresa's just looking for a headline. That's what I And say. so is Melissa Gorga because she's running around in a little bikini. Well, New Jersey is coming back tonight. That's oh, is that why? why? That's oh, why. Please. All right. Oh, my gosh. Remember, this was Friday in the middle of the week. That's right. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.